If you want to participate, contact me at ordinarywomenpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sure you have great projects to brag about. You can also follow me and message me on Instagram at ordinarywomenpodcast, on Twitter at ordinarywomenpc, or on Facebook on the page Ordinary Women. Starting recruiting now. And the questions are here. Um, awesome. So, I guess it must feel weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My God, wait, I'm, should I still do the intro as normal? Yeah. I felt that need to. Of course. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Ordinary Women. And today I'm welcoming myself. <laughs> this is so weird. I'm pulling out the red carpet on myself. Um, so yeah, the tables are turned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be your host today. Thanks, Anna. <laughs> and I guess even though you don't need introducing, um, well, what about a quick introduction? Yeah, of course. Um, also, I felt that I need to introduce you too. Um, for okay. anyone who has not listened to the very first episode of this podcast... <laughs> Anna was the guest, um, so thank you so much. Of course. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm also her housemate and, and good friend, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Subject yeah, that's true, one. <laughs> Subject one of ordinary women. Thanks. <laughs> my my life doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, my name is Lucy. I am 26 years old. I'm French. I've uh, been living in London for the past three and a half years. I work in an operations team in customer support. Really interesting. I love doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. She and really does. <laughs> She's always busy. That is so true. <laughs> and yeah, I've been doing this. Well, well we're going to talk more because obviously that's going to be my topic. But mm. yeah, I've been doing this podcast for two years. <laughs> yeah. What a milestone. And I guess, oh, now I get to see things on the other side. It says, quick introduction, age is something you're missing. (laughs) (laughs) And also, you need to tell us something unusual about you. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'm quite usual, to be honest. But oh, I guess one thing that surprises a lot of people is that I have four academic degrees. I loved university. And yeah, I did a bachelor in economics and I was so done with it by the end and I've always loved languages basically I did my last year in Erasmus like with the Erasmus program so anyone who's not European or just familiar with it it's like international exchange program for universities in Europe uh, where basically yeah you spend a year abroad so I did that in Rome Italy which was amazing and discovered that some people were doing binational degrees so basically you're enrolled in two universities you take the same time sometimes a year more to do your degrees but you have two at the end which was really cool and I really wanted to go back to Italy and so I found this amazing master's degree in languages law business and international communication for which I needed the bachelor degree in that university back in France so I went to do another bachelor degree but just in one year because French is time again and then did my two years of master's and got my two degrees. Two more. So I have, yeah, two bachelor's, two master's. That, I think, is unusual. Yeah. I'm always in awe of you. Like, Lucy <laughs> Lucy learns for fun. And that's yeah. exactly... I didn't actually know this story, but it sounds exactly like you. Like, oh, people are learning more than me? Don't yeah. worry. I'm going to one-up them. 
there's a way to know more in the same time yeah. without just being on Wikipedia all the time. I am in. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. I can't believe you found something unusual that I didn't know about you. I did know about the degrees, but maybe not the story. <laughs> that's so, yeah. The more you know. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, that, that will be interesting to talk about as well, is being a woman in education. But because we've got to stick to the script, yep. what is it like being a woman in general? Was there an event when you realised you are a woman? Yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting question. I'm glad I came with with you. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a lot of time to prepare. Yeah. I think one, th- like two memories that I have which as a lot of answers that I got in this podcast were like there was a lot of you know these events were discrimination and I'm not an exception to the well I don't know if that's a rule but yeah I think the first time was the first time being catcalled when I was eight years old uh, it was with my mom and my sister and I just remember it being nighttime. we were out of the tube taking the car and yeah there was this group of like young men like I don't know they whistled or called us I don't I don't really remember that but I remember that you know like the first reflex obviously that you have when you hear a noise is to turn and to be like okay what is that noise what does that mean you know that's a signal and I remember looking back and my sister being like turn around put your head down and walk faster basically and I was really frightened so yeah that was fun times and then another one is I was at my great uncle and great aunt with my cousins and basically we were four girls and then four boys so like age-wise the four girls were like a bit older than the four boys and my great aunt great uncle sorry one day well like as every day calls us to set the table and says hey girls come set the table and that one day, I was annoyed because it was always girls and never boys. And the age gap was not, it was not significant enough that that was the excuse, you know. Mm. And like I, they could walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they can set a table. They, they were there. like, we were all like, relatively young, you know. I think I was 10. And maybe my youngest cousin was like, I guess probably six at that point. But the, the oldest one then was like, eight or nine. Like, you can't, yeah, at least participate, you know. Uh, and so I answered back saying like, why is it always girls? And I got in trouble basically. Uh, when we came down, he was like, who said that? And I went there and I was like, it was me. Who's the feminist? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's the troublemaker? And I was like, that's all me. And yeah, and he was like, you're being insolent. Like, why did you answer? Blah, blah, blah. And then my sister was like, oh, that was just a joke. And yeah. It's so funny because like, yeah, that was like 15 years ago. And back then, I remember being scared, you know, and I know that this shaped the way that I then continued to evolve in the world, you know, like as a, as a child, when you, you know, you tried something and you're being told off, obviously you're going to think about it the next time you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, which I think is really annoying, especially because like, I know that if my parents had been, had been there, especially my mom, she would have been like what the fuck like don't talk to my daughter like that and do take a life song to come participate at the table but yeah um yeah that was a really long answer but i think these events really were the first times i realized what it meant to be a girl Mm. back then and yeah i think they're really interesting because you've got in both of them you've got a threat right like obviously being trapped 
or being asked to do something that others aren't it's quite threatening and then you've got the learning right what are the other women doing are they keeping their head down are they maybe laughing it off as a joke Mm, yeah and it's yeah it's actually funny because in both cases my sister was Mm. there and in both cases it's almost like she's keeping me safe you know that's really interesting Mm-hmm. And I guess that kind of leads us on to the next question. Uh, might not be your sister, but might be a woman that's um, also protected you or inspired you. It's about role models. Um, so who is your feminine role model? Yeah, I think growing up, yeah, my sister probably, I was really, really wanted to be like her. Like, yeah, super cliche, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think a bit less my mom, just because I'm not that close with her. But yeah, I knew that. I Yeah, I admired my sister a lot. I wanted to be pretty like her and have a lot of friends like she did and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, we weren't super close either. So yeah, but I think my the biggest one was my grandma. I'm really close to my grandma, as you know, because I talk about her all the time. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, she's really strong in her opinions and in like you know what she can do what she will do she's just like I want to do that I will do it uh and she's really you know like so she's blind she has only been for a few years because um it's because of a disease but she's just like doing all of this stuff she has so like so much energy She's had, yeah, not the easiest life because my granddad started to be sick when he was 25 and they stayed together until he passed away a few years ago and she just, like, I don't know, just, like, it takes so such a strong person to, like, be brave in front of all these things. And, yeah, and then losing sight and still having a computer and learning her keyboard by heart so that she can still use it and joining she joined singing group and going to the gym and stuff like it's just wow and also really chatty (laughs) and really like talking to anyone just being like yeah really i don't know natural and yeah and yeah i think now i'm inspired by a lot of my friends like like you for instance and yeah all my friends i think i'm really like proud of all my friends and I mean, we're probably going to talk a bit about that later, but that's also kind of what inspired me to do this podcast is like, we always hear about like, you know, very like public celebrities, but also normal people do really, really cool stuff. And I see all of my friends doing, I don't know, having like such cool ideas that, yeah, never get to the world basically. And then also some celebrities, like I think usually in artists and maybe like politicians or real activists uh but yeah artist wise i would say like patty smith and debbie harry are big inspirations for me mm. and yeah gloria stainham as well we're gonna again talk about her later mm. but obviously like really inspiring yeah that's really cool such a loosey answer because you know that's why you would be interested in starting a project like ordinary women is you're actually inspired by yeah just like so many people do so many cool things i just i love that and uh i guess you spoke a little bit about this but what did you what have you got from these people that inspire you oh yeah i think a lot of different things on a lot of different levels so like on the personal level yeah from my grandma like doing what i've decided to do no matter what other people say Mm. which I don't always do, frankly. (laughs) I'm becoming better at that. You're pretty good, I would say. (laughs) 
and then like on an artistic level for instance you know like Patti Smith and I love her art and all the forms that it takes and just again the perseverance and just like you know going through rough time same from Debbie Harry Debbie Harry sorry yeah and yeah on my friends I would say like I don't know just like having great ideas and I don't really know just like being Mm. Um, the way all of these people are and evolve in this world and all the ideas and just like yeah speaking I love I love I love chatting (laughs) and I love listening and yeah just like having great conversations with my friends I just I don't know I always get out inspired and yeah it doesn't have to be like they change the course of your career or yeah exactly but just like I love when uh, I was talking about that actually uh, I think it was during the Christmas break I went back home and I have um, my friend Lorian who writes songs uh, and she's a musician and yeah she's like she's so great I love her I don't know we just we're talking about that and about creation and I, I remember we were saying like you know it feels uh, I don't know I don't know if you have the same or like if anyone has well probably all, some of the people at least but you know when your your brain feels bubbly like Mm. suddenly you're like oh my god I need to create I want to create I have you know that urge and you're like I have so many I don't know it's just like such a strong emotion and you're like I want to do so much Mm. Uh, and I think this is a big inspiration and I love yeah this type of conversation where after you're like oh my god I like I need to leave so much and this emotion is so strong (laughs) yeah yeah you give me that all the time I feel lucky (laughs) to live with you because then I actually do stuff creative stuff well same goes around you know and then how did the lack of representation of women in society impact you well that's a hard question (laughs) i love asking that i do not like answering it Uh, how you know yeah also it's funny i really want to mention that at the beginning so obviously statistics show that there is a lack of representation and that, that it has an impact on people but interestingly enough, the first answers I got were, well, I don't think it, it, it did. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting. And that's why I changed the question to, did it, did it have an impact on you? But it's really interesting to see the difference between what people feel versus what the statistics tells us, basically. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, honestly, because... Uh, I, I don't know. But like, you know, when we were talking about like role models and stuff, I, so a lot of the questions that I ask on this are also a bit, you know, like selfishly answers that I want, you know, it's a balance between that and just like, well, I don't really know. But <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is if I'm thinking of growing up, we didn't hear much about like women celebrities to look up to the way that we do, we would with men. And so that's, you know, like a representation. So I don't really know. But that being said, you know, when I was a child, I would dream of being a singer. And in that, I definitely had a lot of women role models, like representation rather. Maybe it impacted you in that way too. Like, maybe that's what I can be as a singer. Because there's a lot of us. Yeah, true. Doing well. Yeah. Whereas I never dreamt of being a mathematician, even though Mm. I love math. Like in high school, I would do equations for pleasure. <laughs> Sounds like you. It's like it's like a puzzle. I love puzzles and equations. It's it's it is a puzzle, right? Yeah. So yeah, I guess probably this. Yeah, just like, but it's really hard to you know like, you can't know about something you don't know about. 
Yeah. So how can I know who I would have been with all of this? I've just answered my question with another question. (laughs) (laughs) It is that level of depth, though. I I think about it, too. Like, maybe sometimes we haven't been that conscious, but I think both you and I have ended up in fields that are quite female-dominated. And so sometimes it's more like a retrospective rather than, you know, I remember choosing my degree and I thought, that's that's what women do. Maybe it's more retrospective than that. Like, how did I end up? surrounded by women yeah no, that is so true <laughs> with uh, male managers yeah <laughs> cliche but exactly where i'm at today and then i guess what is your project achievement life experience that you're really proud of and you want to focus on during this interview well is it the podcast yeah, it's it is the podcast i think <laughs> is it's... it meta <laughs> <laughs> the project is happening right now literally yeah i think it's i mean a i am proud of it and b i do think it's interesting to have the kind of like other side of this podcast so let's talk about it mm. let's talk about ordinary yeah. women oh my gosh so would you like to present it yeah. yeah for anyone who hasn't been around for the past two years i launched this podcast two years ago now basically yeah, it's called Ordinary Women because I interview ordinary women. So yeah, it's in kind of two parts. So we're entering the second part and Ooh, the first part, exciting. as you probably have heard, is focused around what it's like to be a woman, representation, etc. So like more like, yeah, womanhood. And that second part is about projects, life experiment, achievement, whatever you want to call it, that the guest has done and is proud of. So yeah, the idea behind it was that yeah we hear a lot about obviously like more like celebrity things and people who already have an audience for what they're doing but I think yeah that's kind of what I was saying before that I have a lot of friends who do like really really cool stuff and we never hear about these things just because or these people because they don't particularly have the platform and I think that was also part you know like it is like, you can relate to some extent to celebrities, but there's also, like, so much you can't relate to them because of, well, celebrity and usually, like, a lot of times, well, like, money or, like, background and things like that were, yeah. And so I kind of wanted to have that space, yeah, for ordinary, really, <laughs> women. Like, people you could run into in the street and still be inspired by because they're doing cool stuff and maybe feel closer too because it's a lifestyle that's really closer to what you'd experience yeah i guess that's what it's about and so every time i interview a woman about something that she's done she's proud of and listen to her give her a space Mm. to speak yeah i think that's what's really struck me about your project is it kind of feels like if we were at a table Um, all together and we get to say our thing that we're proud of that we would have never said on our own or maybe the conversation would have moved too fast we would have been interrupted as women are and you kind of force them you're like you know what it's your time yeah (laughs) and you have to feel proud (laughs) (laughs) completely and that's well we'll come to that but that's a question that I always ask and that's actually my favorite question um, and I do think it's really important because, uh, like, yeah, as women, we are not socialized to say that we're proud of ourselves. And yeah, as you just said, like, women are really often interrupted by men. I don't have the statistics top of my head, but I can find it. Put it in the show notes. This is where a man interrupts with the statistic. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so like one thing, for instance, that I really never do in this podcast is interrupting people. I mean, it happens sometimes, um, especially because when we record remotely, we don't do video and so it has happened sometimes that, that I would talk over someone, but immediately being like, oh, sorry, go ahead. But that is something that I always make a point of is really like not interrupt people, leave them the time to think. You can't hear it much because I edit, but when I edit, there is usually like at least three to five seconds of silence between questions because I want to make extra sure that women take like you know what that the guest takes the time to go to like finish what she has to say I read recently an article about I think there were two things in this article but I don't know if you know that there is this like myth that women talk more like say more word in a in a day than men this is full-on bullshit made up by some men, men and women on average use about the same amount of words. There is like so many levels to that because then one could also argue, you know, that a lot of women are the ones who maintain links between people by these types of chit chat. So yeah, that's another, another subject. Anyway, another thing, or like in the same article, they were mentioning the fact that women tend to use though a lot more of like fillers, like, um, like, little words yeah where it would be seen as quite feminine to use these type of little feelers while talking whereas men maybe you have the idea that they go straight to the point that would be like the idea but really what the article was explaining is that women use these words because it's a way of saying i am not done do not interrupt me because men will do that and they will do that mid-sentence anyway Again, statistics, like, I'm not... I am not making that. <laughs> um, yeah, what the article was saying is also men don't need these words because they wouldn't get interrupted as much as women. Yeah, all of this to say that's something that is really important to me and I'm really trying my best to do and, yeah, always living. Yeah, having that space, I think that was the point of this, like, having a space for women to talk without being interrupted. Mm. That's beautiful, yeah, because I can see that, the tendency to see all those ums, all those statistics of like, oh, what is it about the women? Are they feeling nervous? Are they this? Are they that? And it's like, what is it about the space yeah. that you're not giving us? Completely. And also like, yeah, bet some of us are feeling nervous because you know that you're going to be interrupted and you won't have the time to say everything that you want. Well, not in this space. Yeah. <laughs> I think you in general don't really interrupt people. Um, so I don't... Yeah. <laughs> not to dilute your achievement, but I don't think it's that hard for you in these interviews. No, but yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, I think that I have the... How do I say that? I prevent myself from doing that a lot. But, like, all the time. Because I would want to, like, react and interrupt and stuff. But it's like, no, we. this is rude. Let me... Shut the fuck up for one second. <laughs> no, no way, Rid. But really interesting that it's your way of giving back. Yeah. And why... Have I asked you why you started the project? No. I talk a lot and we have not made it to the second question of the second part. Um, why did I start it? Okay. So, basically, like, feminism in general, human rights in general, and feminism in particular... 
I've always been really, I always say passionate. I don't like this word, like being passionate about people being equal sounds a bit like a weird thing to say, but yeah, I guess really interested in that and really, it's really important to me basically. And I've been looking for ways to get involved and like, yeah, doing some activism for a long time, but I don't always, how do I say that? I'm not, I don't want to have something where I have to go, like, <laughs> I don't want commitment basically, um, in being in a charity or something like that, I think it, A, kind of scares me, and B, having mental health issue. I, I don't want, basically, to have days where I felt that I can't go. Well, now I'm a lot better, and so, like, I would probably be able to, but back a few years ago, I would not have been able, like, I just did not have that energy, and needed something a lot more chill and at my own pace so that being able basically to say on the day do I feel like going or not yeah so I would do like ad hoc volunteering every now and then and then I did I went like two or three times to do feminist collage so basically sticking slogans in the street if you can't read a picture of that go on instagram type feminist collage so c-o-l-l-a G-E-S. And there's some in a lot of cities. Yeah, but the thing with that is that it is... I don't think it's a crime, but it is definitely illegal. And the very first time that I did it, we got run after by the police, which was not fun. And in the end, in the end like they just let us go and they were like, whatever. But I know that some other were... Arrested? Ar- yeah, arrested in like 40, uh, 24 hours. Um, wow. Um, but yeah, so they spent 24 hours basically at the police station. And I think I was just too scared to go back. So yeah, so like, that's a bit of like backstory. And then I was reading Gloria Steinem's My Life on the Road in my bed on a Sunday morning with my coffee because that's my favorite thing to do. Uh, highly recommend this book for anyone who hasn't read it. And then I don't really know that I kind of got the idea like this. I think, and I think that's also why ordinary women and hearing about ordinary people is that I I felt that I needed to have like you know big like if I was gonna do activism I needed to have a big impact and like you know be the new I don't know Oprah or Michelle Obama which obviously I'm not gonna be because realistically yeah I'm I'm just me you know what I mean and then I think in this book I kind of realized and yeah that actually speaking of Gloria Steinem let's stay on this topic I was like I can't be Gloria Steinem and then reading, so in my life on the road, she starts from, it's a memoir. Um, and so I kind of realized, well, you know, she wasn't like, yes, she was, you know, she probably had like contacts and stuff, but also at the beginning, she was not obviously the person who she is after eight years of life. So yeah, I was kind of like, well, I can do something. And then, yeah, she talks about, I don't know, interviews she's done. And I'm like, that is something I like to do. And obviously, a podcast being like really really trendy at the moment I was like and also it's easy you don't need much to start a podcast um I just needed a mic and a few friends I had that <laughs> so yeah and so that was Sunday morning and then Sunday I spent the entire day looking like how to do recording do I need any like legally do I need anything to start a podcast thankfully no <laughs> what tools can I use um I mean I already know a bit of about like how to edit because I play music so I've been like editing stuff and this is like super easy as well um yeah making up questions blah 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 
yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then had <laughs> a very terrible first recording with Laura, uh, bless her. He was like, sure, I'll come. She came around and A, I didn't have the mic that I have now that you guys gave me for my birthday. And actually I borrowed yours at the very beginning. Uh, so yeah, for the first one, I didn't have it. And I don't know why I didn't think about that because again, like I, I feel that I should have known enough having doing music. But, but anyway, you can't obviously, well, now I say obviously, but back then I didn't think, put two microphones expecting each to record one part because you'd need a sound card basically. Um, so I tried to have two microphones that were each only one way. I don't know if that will speak to like a lot of people, but anyway, I had a microphone issue. Um, we were not super focused. I obviously like, since it was the first time I was doing it, didn't know how exactly I wanted to conduct that. I didn't have all the, you know, like now it's almost automatic. I, I'm always a bit, almost annoyed sometimes because I ask questions in the exact same ways. But at the same time, it's also, you know, like that came with practice and a lot of things out of it are also really good in like, I think make more interesting content, uh, help me ask more relevant questions, etc. All of this to say, the very first one, not not good and it never came out. I don't even know if I still have the um, the recording. Uh, but we did re-record her, her episode a few weeks later. So all good, we still have the content, but a good one this time. So yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then, yeah, September. So it, yeah, it was end of August and I was like, September, beginning of the like academic year has to be the first one. And yeah, that's how it started. Yeah, I feel like two things have really shocked me. One is like, the way you say it is like, you've done this for yourself. Uh, whereas I think, you know, it's really helped others and I see it as really selfless. I was telling you this morning, I find it crazy that you've waited this long to to talk oh, about yeah. yourself. <laughs> A lot of people would be like, I'm starting with me, ordinary women, you know, here we go. Um, and the other one is just how... Did this surprise me? Because I know you so well, but I just remember receiving a text like, I'm going to do this. And then it was really the next day that you had already recorded. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, (laughs) And I think that's, you know, you talk about equipment and all this, but I think that's what it takes. It's going from zero to one. And you really have it. Yeah. A few other things I think came at that moment as well. So... I was just coming back from spending a month at my parents, but they were on holidays and they live like, not countryside, but in the suburbs of a, I'm going to say mid-sized city. All of this to say, they have a garden. So, have made it in life. <laughs> Yay! Anyway, and yeah, I spent a month there and did a lot of like journaling and meditation and all of these things I will love, self-reflection. And I read a book, which I had have mixed feelings about, a self-help book. I have mixed feelings about self-help books in general. But yeah, basically, I think there were really interesting concepts that I fully stole. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm going to come to what I've, I've stolen from that book. Um, and some others, I was like, oh my god, you're such a rich white man. Because yeah, like basically, some advice, for instance, were like, only go to work meetings if you feel that it's going to be interesting. If not, just say you won't go. And I'm like, babe, I'm going to get fired. Like, what? In which world do you live? Or, like, the another one was like, go live next to your office. Yeah, 
you have your own company. Like, this is a luxury most people can't have. Like, again, on which planet do you live? Anyway, so yeah. Um, also, for anyone interested, it's a French book, but it's Votre temps est infini by Fabien Olicard. But two things that I really, really liked about that and that I took. So I'm, I would say, I tend to be a, a little bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> uh, and so it's so funny because it's quite paradoxical. But on the one hand, because I'm very impatient, I tend to do things like, I want to do it. I'm going to do it right now. I want something. I'm going to have it right now. But at the same time, I need to be perfect. And so I won't start until I know it's going to be perfect. But I think at the end of the day, what I do is just like, I think and think and think about it. But the moment it's perfect, it has to be done right now. Slash yesterday. And also having, well, I guess it kind of goes together. The kind of like all or nothing mindset where either I'm doing it 100% or I'm not doing it. And so two things that he's writing about in the book, one, and that I have on everyone who's been in my flat knows I have this blackboard and there's written one is always superior to zero. And yeah, the in the book, basically, he says, you know, even if you do the smallest thing, it's still more than not doing anything at all. And this has been really helpful on a lot of things in my life because yeah I'm always like well you know if I'm not gonna go to if I'm not gonna run a marathon what's the point of just going out for a run um I've never run a marathon <laughs> but I think that you'd like I like even more than that if if I'm if I don't feel able to uh, run for 45 minutes then what's the point of going whereas realistically even if I go for 10 minutes I'll still get, you know, my, my blood pumping and fresher and blah 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 and all of these things that make you feel good. So yeah, so that was kind of it, like, that really helps. And the other thing that he says is you're always, and that is so true about everything in life, obviously, you never have it figure out until you start. It's a lot of things, yeah, you figure out as you go. And like, that's almost like the point of life, right? You don't, you don't come to life with all the answers, mm. like, to know how to live, basically. You kind of like go through it and like, everyone kind of goes through that. All of this to say, that kind of, I think that really shaped when I got the idea that a lot of other times I would have been like, oh, you know, I need to figure out everything. Whereas they're, yeah, kind of like sent you that text and then it was like, can you be at home in 10 minutes so that I can record the first episode? <laughs> so it went really quickly. And I think also that, which is kind of stupid, but like that stupid, almost line of like academic year is September. It has to be then. But at the end of the day, it was also quite good because then it meant, like it gave me even the fake deadline kind of kind of a deadline still. So what I've learned this about you from living with you <laughs> is that I think you're the gas and the steering wheel because you have all these like great ideas and you're ready to go at any time. <laughs> like I just talk about things. I'm the radio. I'm the distraction and the brakes because I'm like wait wait wait. Even sitting down to do this, uh, Lucy can tell you, I, I had like five different things, distractions. I was like, let me maybe have a shower and have a coffee. And you were like, okay, but I am ready. I am sitting in front of the microphone, but just take your time. Uh, <laughs> Which also that like literally this morning I was like, oh shit, like season three is starting soon. And I say that I would do this for the end of season two and I didn't. And it was literally this morning and you came back with coffee and I was like, oh, by the way, can we do that? And literally finished to have coffee 
let you do all your stuff. <laughs> I should have and known. We, we were just talking about it over breakfast yeah. and I thought it was like, let's do it at some point. And for me, it would be like three months later. And you were like, so yeah, after breakfast, right? And I was choked on my coffee like, yeah, I had already signed up for it. So I was like, yeah, after coffee. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really amazing. I feel like you, yeah, that guy, unfortunately guy taught you a lot. Um, and so why are you proud of this project? Is it in part because it's helped you get over your perfectionism or your... I think I'm proud of it because, well, A, for doing something like, yeah, after like kind of struggling in the ways I wanted my activism to like be, I don't know how to say that, but yeah, um, kind of like finding that, finding something that I enjoy doing, having that space for women, I think I'm really proud to, yeah, give a space and a time for women to reflect about, yeah, something they've done, are proud of, almost forcing people to be like, yeah, but why, why are you proud of yourself? Because it is an important thing to be proud of your achievements and what you do, etc. I think I'm proud of having achieved to ish I mean I could still improve but I think in diversity I think I've got quite diverse people on this show which is great I think again I could do better for instance never had a trans woman which is a big part of diversity obviously but we've had people like women from all ages all parts of the world all social backgrounds so that's really really cool yeah and just yeah giving yeah space for women i think yeah i'm proud of like not interrupting them (laughs) which is like so fucking stupid because it's realistically basic human decency so definitely not something to be proud of but i guess because of yeah the way the world is and women being interrupted all the time i guess in a way i'm proud of that like yeah i guess not not interrupting people but more like yeah creating that space yeah i think this question is almost like what aren't you proud of (laughs) <laughs> for your project um, and then I think we've touched on this one actually quite a lot but how long between the first time you thought yeah. about it and the launch of the project two seconds literally I mean I would have um, I probably have like I could tell you exactly the number of days um, I don't think it's days but I do think yeah wait shall I check wait yeah. let me check okay also what Let's does it mean to start of the project I think even just if you came up with the, uh, with the name of the podcast yeah. on the first day, I think that counts. Mm. That's work, right? Okay. Yeah, I hear that. Wait, okay, so let me see. She doesn't hear it. 8th of August 2021. Oh, yeah, 2021. Wow. Cool. So the 8th of August 2021 is the day where I was reading in my bed. Well, oh, yeah, it's a Sunday. Yeah. And then first episode would have been 5th of September. So like one, two, three, four weeks later. So yeah. So four weeks between the moment I thought about it and the publication of the first episode. But then what you say is also true. Like how long did it take to start as in to do the very first action? So like creating my Google account and my Google uh, like Gmail address and like my like thinking about the question thinking about all of that etc yeah literally like no time like <laughs> i thought about that closed the book went to take my laptop and started to like type like okay. there was no time 
Um, yeah. The next thing we need to search is how long for a neuronal connection in your brain. (laughs) That number of milliseconds. Great. Probably. And how did you do it? Yeah, really like, so I guess speaking of like brain connection, um, I do think a lot and I do think like I have thoughts quite, well like I was going to say quite fast, like not faster than other people, but I do think I have a lot of thoughts all the time. Well, like, I don't think that I, like, there's always a lot. And, like, sometimes I know that you see to, like, other people, because I'm talking and I have to stop, go back to the first thought, because I can't, again, as literally everyone else, you know, you talk less fast than the thoughts go in your brain, right? Why was I saying that? What was the question again? some connections are See, not this is why, no, but we're a great team she's the gas i'm the brakes i could not relate to any of that i was like i have so much so many less thoughts than this really? person yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, so I don't speak faster than i think oh, i remember now what i wanted to say nice. is that in order for me to organize my thoughts i often write everything down so that then you have all of them but it's more organized just really helpful for me uh, and so I can, because obviously you want to explore each thought, especially for something like that, when it's like, okay, I need to do this and this and this and that. Then you need to go back to this and this and this and that to like think of, like think more about it and like go, yeah, go more in every part of it. So yeah, I think the first thing was opening my laptop, opening a Google Doc and write it down. Sometimes I take a notebook that day, the first things I did were on my laptop. Either way. So, like, write down everything. And that's also how I would, like, write dissertations or, like, papers at uni or in high school. The first thing I always do, and that's actually a tip from my sister, full circle. Take a piece of paper and just write everything that goes through your brain. Because you're going to have, you know, like, all the thoughts from everywhere. And then you have them, so you don't forget them and you can go back, basically. So yeah, just that. So like, for instance, okay, I will need to figure out the length. Uh, I need to like create a sort of logo. I need to, well, find a, ma- a name because that wasn't given. Find the questions, find the guests. All of these things. Yeah, created a Google account to have like a Gmail address just associated with that, just so that I can, you know, like if I don't necessarily go back to that every day because I have a life, I have other things to do. (laughs) Yeah, so just like exploring all of that, creating the presentation, yeah, all of these things and then like finding the guests. So again, that was like, oh, who, who could I ask? You know, who do I know? And that was like really interesting. So yeah, at the beginning, I was just asking my friends or like people I knew and it was really interesting that a lot of people, I think more than half of women I asked, like proactively asked to do that, told me, oh, but I have nothing to talk about. And like, because you all are my friends, I was like, yeah, you do. Like, you could talk about this, you could talk about that, you could talk about that, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it really like, wait, what? No, you do. Like, what are you talking about? That was really uh, annoying. And that was, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I guess that's, the first steps were really that. And then like, yeah, figuring out the microphone thing, recording, finding a tool, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, figuring it out. Obviously, like there's still things that I figure out today. And like, yeah, everything obviously was always a work in progress. Like at the beginning, I did a lot of over editing, which was taking me so long and was fully unnecessary. 
So I dropped that and now I do like minimum editing, just say that. Sounds good, but yeah, that was like fully in progress. Finding the balance of how much I talk as well, because obviously I don't want to be the main person talking. Like that's literally the opposite of what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Equally, I don't want my guests to be talking on their own. I still wanted to have like a sort of discussion and not just like questions and answers, but also topics of discussions. And so like, yeah, sometimes, and also because I'm interested obviously in this topic, I guess there sometimes I know things that I can just like mention and which I think are interesting in the conversation. Sometimes also is just like either stating the obvious or repeating what the person has just said. And at the beginning, I was so cringing about that when I would edit because it's like, I listened to what I just said and I'm like, yeah, duh. And then, and I would be like, oh my God, I want to edit that because I don't want other people to think I'm stupid. Which also was like, I don't know, that kind of like vanity of like caring about what other people think about me basically. But then a lot of these times I would actually notice that I couldn't because then the next bit wouldn't make sense because they would use that to like extend the conversation. And I guess it was really interesting because I got a lot like, yeah, I think I was a bit self-conscious at the very beginning to like not sound stupid. And now I'm like, actually, I don't care because anyway, it's not about me. It's about the person who is being interviewed. And so anything that I can do to, yeah, make that conversation flow and make them say everything that they have to say is good. And I guess it's kind of what we talked about at the very beginning about, you know, like women talking more than men, blah, 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 creating that social link between people and like it's really like the use of these little sentences or interactions it was really interesting to listen to it i digressed a bit but yeah <laughs> no way no no i think that's funny that you think that because i always think the opposite of your hosting style that really you're very humble curious active listening like yeah you've, you've never missed a beat of what people are saying and i think it comes across thank you but i know what you mean like sometimes when you reflect back what you've heard you're like wait that was so fucking stupid or like yeah literally like sometimes i would be like i just repeated what they said that was useless but yeah i guess it's interesting that to see that actually it's rarely useless because it just yeah make people go even further on that mm, i like that mm-hmm. and then was there any figure that has an important impact on it has anybody else influenced it yeah well i mean Laura Sainam and her book, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know that about me. I tend to do things a lot on my own. I'm like, help? No, I'm gonna do that all by myself. Figures would be, yeah, my friends, because if you all were not such incredible people, I probably wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, no, but people do have things to say. Well, <laughs> No, that is a really stupid thing to say. Like, obviously everyone has things to say, but I guess, I don't know. If I didn't have the friends who I have who are all doing, like, really, really cool things. I mean, I guess you always... Okay, I don't know how stupid what I'm saying is, but... Zero percent. Yeah. As per usual. Aww. (laughs) You're too nice to me. It can also be no one. Maybe this question, you know, every now and then you want a woman to say... Yeah. Actually, it's just been all me. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? This, it's really, it's really cool that you mentioned that. Because, so, yeah, as we've established, I don't like help. But um, equally, I'm a big believer that you can't do anything without other people. For a starter, 
if it were not for your parents, you wouldn't know how to speak. And just that by itself, you know, you needed other people to be where you are today. There is, in my opinion, my humble opinion, there is nothing that you're gonna do 100% on your own. You've either learned from other people, you've read books, you have talked to people, learned about other experience, learned that it was possible in a way. There's, yeah, nothing ever, you know, like self-made man or woman. I don't think that exists. Yes, there are some people who overcome more challenges, who work harder. There is also, as again, a strength by statistics, a lot of like coming from where you like your background, your how you were born. But yeah, sorry, my point was going back. So no one is self-made man or woman, but I feel that it's also a narrative that we hear quite a lot. Like that's why there is a word for that, right? Is that it's a concept that we've heard so much that we need the words. Like yeah. But I think it's misleading because, yeah, again, in my opinion, you never do anything by your, like on your own. But then I don't know if it's like just a me thing. I would be it would be really interesting to like look at studies and stuff around our generation, like how much we ask for help. Because I don't know again if it's like me and my friends and my bubbles that we don't ask much for help, or if it's more of a generational thing or like how it is. Anyway, I really have no idea about that. But yeah, me being myself and not asking much for help, I thought it was interesting, like wanting to do everything on your own and then hearing off other people and then realizing that, well, no one does, really. So yeah, and so that is kind of like the backstory of that question, just like reassurance for myself, just being like, do ask for help, other people do it, and that's the only way. So yeah, and yeah, I guess with that, you know, like important figures would be you, for accepting to be the first one for answering my tests on that Sunday when I was like, I'm gonna do that and be like, oh wow, awesome. What, like, you know, for giving me this microphone for my birthday. Cause like without it, you know, the sun wouldn't be good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'll, and yeah, well, I guess obviously on a podcast, when you have a guest, every single woman who's accepted to come and who shared part of their stories with me, like I am so grateful for everyone who's come, who has taken the time to answer me, meet me, tell me, like answer my questions, take that time and take the courage to like, yeah, you know, like share who you are. It's not always an easy thing to do. And I know that some of these women, you know, like some of these questions are not comfortable for everyone, obviously. Obviously, like I always, you know, I never force anyone to answer or anything. That's a reminder that I do all the time at the beginning. Anyway, yeah, I know that some, you know, some women have gone to talk about some like hard part of their lives and I am so grateful that they've accepted to do that for the sake of my little project. But mostly, yeah, also to like hopefully give hope to other people. That sounds really cheesy, but you know, like other people who listen are like, oh, you know, if they made it through life, then maybe I can too. That sounded so cheesy, but all of this to say, yeah, important figures is like, every single woman who's participating. Wow, that's really nice. It's really nice to hear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think some of these questions, like it's the first time a lot of us have been asked them, so. Yeah. If you're worried about the karmic cycle, I think it's definitely. About the what? Karmic cycle is oh, yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely neutral slash positive. Um, <laughs> and what, so you, t- you talked about like what different challenges maybe the women mm. you've interviewed have faced and what about you? What what challenges have you faced when making this podcast? Yeah. How did you overcome them? 
Uh, I think the first one was just being self-conscious. That passed quickly. <laughs> But at the beginning, you know, like, knowing that, yeah, I might slash knowing that I will say stupid things and that I put that in the public world where friends, family, acquaintances, coworkers can listen to me say said stupid things. But then I was like, well, whatever. Like, also because the point, I think, like, trying to go back to the selfless point of, like, it's not about me, so, like, who cares? But yeah, that at the very beginning was a bit like, oh no, that is frightening. Another challenge was at the beginning, and now it's, like, almost, well, uh, that's funny. It's, like, a challenge that went from one opposite to the other. Finding people. At the beginning, so, yeah, a lot of my friends were not that diverse, Like, I do think I have a B-ish diverse friends, maybe, in some ways. But also, we're all in our 20s slash late 20s, well, like, mid, mid-20s, let's say. Most of us are living in London, or, like, I also ask for friends back, like, back home, stuff like that. But, yeah, we've all been to uni. I don't know, we all, like, whether I like it or not, I'm in my bubble in some ways. Mm. Like, obviously, when you only ask your surroundings, you are missing, yeah, a lot of diversity. And then the way I guess I overcame that one was really, like, kind of, it's so funny. I was going to say by chance. I don't know if there is anything, it's, like, it's never fully just chance, right? It's just, like, doing things, you get experienced, you talk to people who open all the doors anyway. Oh, I guess she was an important figure. Uh, Chiara, who was interviewed... I want to say March 2022? No, before that. February. Anyway, and she talked about being a facilitator for the workshop I Am Remarkable. So for for those who don't know, just go listen to her podcast because she talks about that explained really well. But basically it's a workshop originally made by Google for so-called minorities in the workplace to um, learn how to not sell yourself, but kind of not sell your work, but yeah. Well, she explains that better than me. Go listen to her. Anyway, basically, I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. And then for International Women's Day, I talked with my HR at the company I was working at back then. And I was like, shall we, like, let's do this, you know? And so Yara came and did two of these workshops for us. And basically, I got on the LinkedIn group. There is like, a, yeah, which is a big community. And reached out to people there, like, I one day I posted a message, that's also, that was a funny day, I posted a message, because I needed more guests, uh, like, literally the, the three episodes before that, like, I sometimes would interview people at 10pm, edit in the evening or early morning, and then post the podcast, but obviously, that is not great, um, and also, again, like, <laughs> the thing with, like, fake deadlines, I'd be like, no, I need an episode once a fortnight, which is like a bit stupid, but whatever. And then I got post the message and I'm like, ugh. Before that, I tried on Reddit and got no answer. And I was a bit like, well, it's probably going to be the same. And then I go on a little walk. And at some point, I checked my phone and I had like 70 answers in like three or four hours. And I got fully overwhelmed because I was like, oh my God, it's so funny because like 70 people, I don't know. You know, on some levels, it's not that much, but I guess at, at my scale, because doing that all on my own, it was a lot. Uh, and also because one thing is that I didn't want to refuse anyone. I didn't want to, yeah, just like like choose between people because they're not my criteria, like what the fuck. And yeah, eventually like answered 
back to everyone. Some people came back to me after it, some people didn't. And yeah, recorded a lot of people and say that was great because in terms of like diversity, immediately it was a lot more people. And then yeah, I did that a second, third time. And then the last time I got a bit too many people. And I guess that's a new challenge. Like how, how do I choose? Because at some point I will have to either if I do it like super arbitrarily by time, which is what I've done so far. So like saying, well, at some point I stop, I say, I edit my message and I say, I have enough people, thank you. But then it's choosing by who is there to see my message, right? That's what I've been doing so far. But yeah, I did that a bit, tiny bit too late this time, which is, I guess, a good problem to have, right? But then the flip side of it was that yeah, it's a lot of energy and time to spend to do speak with all these people, organization, and I guess like two other challenges that came with that, or well, like one challenge, one the broad challenge of dealing with people. I think a lot of people don't realize the work behind a podcast because yeah, there's this fun side where we're just talking, but then there's the editing. And the, you know, even though, again, I'm not, like, doing much on social media or stuff like that, you still, like, not, well, I don't have to, but I do, you know, like, do my little Instagram post, Facebook post, blah, 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 LinkedIn post. Yeah, and, and also, again, I have a life. (laughs) And as I said earlier, I do a lot of things, like, I'm kind of always moving and stuff. Well, like, not always, because, but also, yeah, I also need, like, moments of not doing anything. And... I mean, sometimes it was also like me, I'm not always very fast in answering. And also sometimes it was just going back to people, you know, and some people would email me and then follow up the next day. And it's like on days I wouldn't even have had either had the time or the energy or had not planned to work on that because again, having a life. So yeah, like managing people's expectations, I guess, where people would be like, just want to make sure you've received these or like oh when when will this be done when blah 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 and it's like it's just me doing all of that like take a bit of that pressure on me please yes i think that and then the other thing and i should have one not funny story but there are i guess it's more around people's opinions and this is a really tricky one because again i want to let everyone speak and say what they have to say however you can't let people say anything, right? And I'm thinking, especially in terms of discriminations. The very first person who I interviewed, who I didn't know, I actually, I was doing like research on something, something else, uh, found randomly her website, reached out to her on LinkedIn, and she was like, yeah, I'm down. Thanks again, Hendra, if you're listening. But then I realized I don't know her. What if, you know, what if she's, what if she's racist? What if she's transphobic? What if she's homophobic? Like, I don't know this person. And whether we like it or not, people with like all of these (laughs) really shitty ideas, they do exist. And so, and also, you know, like being a woman doesn't prevent you from being misogynistic. Why, if she's being misogynistic, that's literally the opposite of what I'm trying to do. So I guess that was also a challenge when you come to, yeah, new people. And so, yeah, basically just put a little disclaimer, like when people reach out, I always send an email to explain how everything was will go and stuff. And I always put, you know, like, basically, I want basic human decency. Don't come if you're any of these things. Like, I will not tolerate... I can't remember exactly how it reads, but it's like, yeah. I won't tolerate any discrimination such as racism, fat phobia, whatever. Put a bunch of stuff. Most people are like, yeah, don't like, thank God. I did have... I have one 
not fem story, trigger warning, transphobia, where I received one morning an email from this... Yeah, so there is the question that I asked, right? Um, when did you realize you are a woman? She says something, I can't remember, something like, well, I've, I've always been a woman, so like, I don't really understand. It's like, well, you know, being something and realizing that you are, for a starter, are two different things. Secondly, you know, this this question is also for cis women indeed, because, you know, like we, well, it's not secondly, really, it's the same thing, because these are two different things, it's not only, it's also for cis women, so like, you know, yeah, I think she was asking, I don't know if I'm the target for that question, something like that, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's also for cis women, like, and then she came back to me being like, what, oh yeah, she came back to me saying, what does cisgender mean, which, you know, and I guess that's another thing with opinions, like, everyone learning about different things at their own pace and yes it sucks that not everyone uses the terms cisgender transgender when they're speaking about human beings because it is just like i don't know it's just like it's just a way to describe something like it's not you know equally yeah like we've all grown up with a within transphobic society and we're all unlearning that at our own paces so you know i just explain and so yeah for anyone who doesn't know cisgender so cis is the same trans is different i think so these are latin prefixes uh and so cisgender mean that mean that you identify with the sex you have been assigned at birth so for instance i was born female i identified as a woman i am cisgender as opposed to transgender people who like the gender they have does not correspond to the sex that they have been assigned at birth for instance they were born male but they are a woman that would be a transgender person so i explained this in my email and she comes back to me being like who comes up with all this stuff i'm already a woman in black i don't need like more i can't remember how to say that and i was like okay she's just a transphobic piece of shit uh and i was like you know and also <laughs> Obviously, being a, a white woman, I can hardly talk about racism, right? Because I've never faced racism, obviously. So yeah, I just like had to, yeah, tell her like, you know, we're not here to rate discriminations or like make any of these, you know. I'm sure that, yes, it is difficult. Equally, I'm sure that, you know, being transgender is difficult. Again, being a cis woman, I don't, I'm not facing transphobia. Anyway, so I guess this, and yeah, and then she get like the shittiest answer of like, I hadn't realized this was, I thought this was a podcast for women and not for trans women. I resigned my participation from like that. I was like, what the fuck, you're full of shit. I hate you. Anyway, all of this to say, challenging opinions. And then even when people, so like, in a way, people who have very, I want to say strong opinions like this or like opinions where it's like really clear like no you are doing what you're doing is called discrimination Th like this is not okay bye is that an opinion then when it's like i don't know anyway and then there's all the bl more blurry stuff like i was just saying like not everyone unlearns centuries of misogyny in one second nor of fatphobia nor racism nor or, or transphobia and yeah, whether we like it or not, we all grow up in these type of societies, which really sucks. Anyway, and so yeah, I think letting people talk and express themselves while making sure basically they don't say anything problematic is sometimes a bit challenging, basically. That was a very long answer, but that was my point. <laughs> There's a lot of challenges, I think. And 
it's a really tricky thing to balance if you're trying to like promote um, diversity but not promote all types of opinions yeah exactly it's yeah yeah so I think these were the main challenges that I faced (laughs) yeah it's something I don't appreciate enough is that it's a one woman project so you have to be your everything you know yeah your CEO your recruitment of uh, guests (laughs) it's it's a lot yeah and I think you know I guess that's another challenge is that I I have a lot of ideas (laughs) as always about a lot of things that I would like to do but obviously like I can't yeah time is also another one big challenge I would love to do so much more and I can't Uh, and I could ask for help I guess that's my own (laughs) challenge asking for help because then it's like also giving direction to people making sure that yeah I guess when you were talking about recruitment making sure that these people are aligned on the same opinions and deconstructed enough walk enough (laughs) that like that's a very simplistic way to say that but yeah what I mean is making sure that yeah their values are aligned and they know they have self-reflected enough on their own bias basically Mm. yeah Yeah. and I guess yeah so you've talked about what's hard was there anything that's been easier than than you thought it would be I guess just doing it (laughs) like recording editing well I guess I knew in a way that it was going to be not a tough part because I already know how to edit and stuff but yeah that's been yeah just like oh yeah just like finding the platforms where to publish things just like the more not technical part because it's not that technical but you know what I mean just like yeah the recording editing um, and publishing parts yeah because podcasts are quite trendy at the moment that really made it easy because the tools out there are great. So, yeah, I think that's been easier than expected. Yeah, it does always surprise me how quickly you produce them. Like, you say you interview someone on the weekend and then sometimes you've produced it the next day. So Yeah, yeah, especially because now I've really reduced the editing part. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously it takes a bit of time to edit like for a 40 minutes episode it would be like an hour and a half two hours to edit maybe um but yeah still okay and i like doing that so it's fine <laughs> you enjoy it yeah and anything else that you wanted to mention before we finish no we've talked so much i think we've recorded for like almost two hours which is like, it's gonna be so annoying i'm gonna be annoying to edit <laughs> No, I mean, I think, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I do that all the fucking time. I say no, and then I go on. Yes, there, I think, one more thing that I would like to mention. The learnings, what I learned. Maybe that would be an interesting question to add. But really surprising. Yeah, I got, I was really, well, I guess I, guess I talked about that a bit while we were going through the questions, but some answers really surprised me. Like the one with about, you know, representation and like the difference between what statistics tells you versus what people feel. That was really interesting. And then, yeah, learning about everyone's experience and stuff. And, like, yeah, seeing the differences and the um, same things in people. That was really, really interesting. Yeah, I think I think that was it. Mm. And any last words? Oh, my God, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I always say that. So there is, like, the tradition in the, the podcast, right, is that the guest... It's the very last word. 
also I started to say that and then realized how fucking hard it is to say the guest gets anyway I think I would say if you <laughs> as an anti-capitalistic person I don't want to quote Nike but I kind of feel that I'm gonna do it anyway and say just do it oh yeah and I think that's kind of what one thing that I learned a lot with this podcast is that we often wait for people to and I know I do that a lot to give us permission um so I would say don't okay that's better than just do it don't wait for permission to build castles in the sky 